Welcome everyone to History Forces Podcast. I'm your host Steven and today I'm going to talk you to you about a historical event from World War I called the Turnip Winter, which occurred in the years 1916 to 1917. The Turnip Winter of 1916 to 1917 was a major food crisis during the First World War I in Imperial Germany, which particularly affected the major cities. The crisis began with a blockade of the North Sea enforced by Great Britain and its allies, with a primary goal of stopping the food shipments and essential supplies to Germany. The blockade ended in 1919, when supply routes were restored. The name comes from the fact that because of the severe food shortages, the Germans were forced to eat turnips, which until then were used only as food for livestock. The intense naval blockade was considered for a long time by many historians to be the primary responsible for these catastrophic food shortages. In recent times, More specialists consider that more likely a combination between the inefficiency of the German agriculture to sustain the wartime effort and bad bad economic and food management decisions are the main responsibles for this crisis. The disastrous turnip winter was followed by serious social unrest and critical political tensions that ultimately led to the collapse of the German armies, a revolution, and not last, the downfall of the German monarchy. Now a bit about the historical context. At the beginning of World War I, Imperial Germany was forced to wage war on two fronts against forces with far more resources than its own. Expecting a quick victory like in 1870-1871, you know, German War of Reunification, the Germans didn't take any necessary steps to mobilize their economy, and especially their agriculture, for a long conflict. A bigger mistake was because the Germans thought the war would end quickly, no food reserves were created. Of course, not only the leaders of the German Reich thought that the war will end very quick. Only after the failure of the Schlieffen plan did the German state authorities at national and regional level attempted to intervene in the production and distribution of food supplies. Now, about the most important causes for the turnip winter, the major food shortages. The main causes of the food shortages during the turnip winter need to be separated into two major chapters. Causes related to the performance of German agriculture before World War I and causes directly related to the main events of the war. Number 1. German agriculture before World War I Between the years 1817 to 1913, The economy of Imperial Germany was growing at an accelerated pace. 
Fueled by industrialization, in 1913 Germany became the second largest production producer of industrial goods in the world. One of the main consequences of industrialization was that the share of agriculture in the national GDP fell from 40% to only 23% in 1913. The growth, exponential growth in industrial production in Germany didn't translate into a faster pace in agricultural production, which between 1815 and 1913 grow only at a 2% rate each year. Imperial Germany during Bismarck and later Kaiser Wilhelm's rule failed to achieve autarky, or better said self-sufficiency, in the supply of agricultural products before World War I, a mistake which will cost them the victory. Most of the German imports consisted of dairy products, eggs, vegetable oils, fish and meat, and the food imports represented 25% of the total consumption of an average German before World War I. Meat production was especially vulnerable because Germany imported here 6 million tons of animal fodder only from Russia. The ability of the German agriculture to secure its self-sufficiency for the rapidly growing population for a long period of time was simply overestimated. Second factor, British naval blockade. Before World War I, Germany attempted to challenge the British naval supremacy by building its own navy. At the start of World War I, though the German navy had been impressive, wasn't powerful enough to attempt to break the naval blockade, which was enforced by Great Britain and its allies. German navy strength in 1940. 17 modern dreadnoughts, 20 battleships, from pre-drain-out design, 5 battle cruisers, 25 cruisers, 10 diesel-powered U-boats and 30 other submarines powered with petrol. The British naval strength now in 1914. 18 modern dreadnoughts, 29 battleships from pre-drain-out uh, designs, 10 battle cruisers, 20 Cruisers, 50 scout cruisers, 200 destroyers. The Royal Navy also had 150 cruisers, which were built before na the year 1907. So, as you can observe, the numerical superiority was with the Royal Navy. The Allied blockade, which was immediately enforced after the beginning of the war, had immediate effects. The entire German merchant fleet was effectively banished from the oceans. Approximately 245 ships were captured, 1059 were confiscated or blocked in neutral ports, and 221 were trapped in the Baltic Sea. Until 1916, it's important to note that the Germans were partially successful in delaying 
the effects of the British blockade. Because of they used the trade with the neutral countries, especially Netherlands and the Scandinavian countries, Sweden, Norway, Denmark. The British didn't stand idle, of course, and put pressures on the, these neutral countries to seize their commercial relations with Germany. The consequences of the British blockade will be felt gradually, and that it will be the German civilian population which will pay the high price. The German forces, knowing the consequences, consequences of the British blockade, retaliated with an unrestricted submarine warfare against the British. But this action backfired because it, it resulted in the entry of the US in the war. As a consequence of the USA entry in World War I, the British and Allied blockade became even more strict, even more tough. Now, another factor of the, for the turnip winter. German agriculture performance during World War I. We already underlined how little prepared was the German agriculture to sustain the war effort before World War I. But now the question is, how did the German agricultural production evolve during the war? In 1914 to 1915, total agricultural output fell by 11 and respectively 15% from its 1913 production levels. In 1916 the decline was even worse, 35% from the pre-war levels. Potato production in Germany, for example, fell from 52 million tons in 1913 to only 29 million tons in 1918. Grain yields fell from 27 million tons to 17.3 million tons in 1918. There are many causes, of course, for the decline of the German agriculture during World War I. And just to mention a few of them, labor shortages, war mobilization, the Hindenburg Plan, an event which was which remains today known as the Great German Pig Massacre, and not last, the poor weather conditions. These were the main factors. Now, for the turnip winter, to enter and analyze the main events, according to a study of the food supply, the food supply of Germany during the war, the normal consumption of a person per day necessary to properly conduct its activities was estimated at 3,000 calories per day. On the other hand, a factory worker needed a daily intake of 4,000 to 5,000 calories per day in order to work properly in a factory. According to the same study that used data from the Elzbacher Commission, reports as a source of information the daily calorie intake for a German before World War I was around 3,000 
642 calories per day, while for the men alone it was around 4,335 calories. Compared to the intake in the UK and France, which was 3,800 and 3,400 respectively, Germany was doing better in this chapter, before World War I. In the spring of 1916, the official rations were established by the German authorities around 1,985 calories per day, which was around the average of 2,000 calories required for uh, the daily activities. Food was rationed. The so-called war bread, which consisted of potato flour, was introduced on large scale. Milk was diluted with water and given primarily to mothers. In addition, there were rations of 1.5 kilograms of flour and 100, kilo, 100 grams of fat per week only. More and more replacement products, better known as surrogates, were introduced. Towards the end of the war, there were over one, the, over 10,000 products, substitute products, even for coffee, which were made only from grated and dried turnips or sweets. The situation finally escalated during the winter of 1916 to 1917. Bad autumn weather and the potato harvest, which was the primarily food used for the rations, was halved. So 50% of the total potato production was destroyed. And the Swede, as a consequence, was used as the substitute for all products, which was, as I mentioned before, used until then only for feeding animals. Unlike the potatoes, the Swedes didn't require any artificial fertilizers. It was more robust. It could resist better against environmental influences. At the same time, it was rich in vitamins and minerals. Not uh, so it was more nutritious than the potato. But the main problem with the Swedes or turnips was it had low calorie intake. So the same amount, the same quantity of sweets or turnips could not replace the calorie intake lost by the, the potatoes because the potato rations were destroyed. Well, as a consequence, the average calorie intake of an adult German fell from an average of 3,000 calories per day in 1913 to only 1,000 calories during the turnip winter of 1916 to 1917. So this is half than the average required calorie intake per day in order to survive and do the required work. The official rations, according to the state, official, on paper only, was 1,344 calories per day, and proteins were only 31 grams per week. 
According to official estimates during this time, the average German lost between 12 to 25% of their total body weight. Now for some historical records of the time, which analyze and underlines how grave, how bad were these times for the German people. On March 17, 1916, Dr. Alfred Grote Jan wrote in his diary about the consequences of the malnutrition. The population of Berlin is getting more and more Mongolian in appearance every week. The cheekbones are prouding, protruding and the deflated skin, skin is wrinkling. Alonzo Taylor, an American psychologist who lived in Germany during the, ro- the war, wrote, The familiar obesity of the Germans had disappeared. The most relevant experiment that reveals the harsh condition of this time was done by a German nutritionist by the name uh, Dr. Newman. Between November and May 1916-1917, he attempted to live only with the official state rations. The result was a significant amount of body weight lost from 76.5 kilograms to only 57.5 kilograms. Even the famous German commander Erich Ludendorff in his memories admitted that the food shortages were a major issue. In wide circles, a certain decay of bodily and mental power of resistance was to be seen. This attitude was a tremendous element of weakness. It could be eliminated to some extent by strong patriotic feeling, but in the long run could only be finally defeated only by an improvement of nourishment. Leaflets and wartime cookbooks gave tips on how to make nutritious meals from turnips and sweets, in the morning, at noon, and even in the evening, only sweets. Most Germans didn't want to see them anymore. And most, but they are still obliged to use them even in the 1920s. According to the official estimates by the German authorities in 1918, 762,000 people have lost their lives due to the food shortages. It was found that among the deaths, in most cases, the majority have lost over 30% of their body weight before succumbing. During the war years, infant mortality rose by 50%. Twice as many mothers were dying as a result of childbirths. Female mortality rose 23% between 1960 to 1917 alone, and it reached 50% in 1918. And the number of births in Berlin only from 1917 was half of what it was in 1913. The food shortages, of course, were not limited to the home front. They also reached to some degree the efficient and affected the efficiency of the German Imperial Army on the battlefields. The exact degree, though, is not very well known. 
According to a report of the British intelligence, the German government had reduced the soldiers' rations in, on April 13 and substitute, of course, the coffee with turnip substitutes and reduced the rations for horses with 25% of the levels from the beginning of the war. We must not ignore the fact that for the survivors, the rapid loss of such a large percentage of body mass also meant a decrease in the immune system. As a result, the famine caused a significant decline in the immunity system of the German people, who were now more prone than ever to dangerous diseases, such as tuberculosis and or influenza, and even worse, the Spanish flu. Between the years 1913 and 1918, mortality caused by tuberculosis in towns with a population of over 50,000 inhabitants also rose by 91%. A German nation with the immune system severely hit by these food shortages was again hit in 1918 by the outbreak of the Spanish flu. A combination of the low immunity caused by the false shortages and the lack of any measures to counter them meant the loss of additional 350,000 German civilian lives. The food shortages finally led to a fateful decision in early 1970, the rest restarting of the unrestricted submarine warfare in the Atlantic a desperate attempt of the German armies and navy to cut the supply of food and war material to the British and thus force an armistice between the, before the situation in Germany could escalate any further. Ultimately, this campaign failed and was ultimately one of the main reasons for the entry of the United States in World War I. The war was lost. At the end of 1918, as I mentioned, official statistics mentioned about 762,000 people died as a result of the turnip winter. Of course, a more realistic estimation was done 10 years later in an official report and mentioned a different figure, only 424,000 civilian deaths. It is important to note that the consequences of the turnip winter didn't disappear even in peacetime after the end of the war. They and even persisted during the early years of the Weimar Republic. Now as a conclusion, the British naval blockade, though very effective, is not the major cause of the turnip winter but more likely it was the bullet which triggered the chain events that ultimately led to the major food shortages in Imperial Germany during World War I. The combination of the poor performance of German agriculture and the wrong economic decision of the German bureaucrats are rather responsible for the catastrophe known today as turnip winter. Food shortages alone didn't defeat the Germans in World War I but were a decisive factor in the final victory of the Allied forces. 
the Germans were ultimately defeated on the field of battle. The use of the naval blockade severely affected the morale and efficiency of the German home front and contributed decisively to the ultimate defeat in the field of battle. Contrary to the Germans who believed in the stab in the back theory promoted by the Nazis later, the war was lost when politicians at home and people abandoned their army. The German army was in reality defeated because the home front failed to ensure its proper supplies. In the long run, the hardships caused by the turnip winter served as a lesson for the Nazis about how important it is to achieve self-sufficiency in agriculture before going to another war. Hope you have found this podcast interesting. If yes, please subscribe to my podcast channel for more videos like this. Have a good day.